0: Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know in the world of Major League Wrestling and its programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Underground 18, Jerry Lynn's Open Challenge. But first, here's some news to toss your way. Uh, MLW has announced that TJP is joining the company. Uh, He's last worked with the company, I believe, during the Opera Cup uh, prior to the shutdown. Uh, So he is going to come back, what his exact role is at this point. We're not entirely sure. Uh, We know Battle Riot's coming up, and the Opera Cup is also coming along too. So TJP's a very good hand to have on your roster as long as he stays off social media. So we will see how that goes for us. Also, the big news is that the first championship match of the Restart is going to feature Jacob Fatu, the MLW champ, taking on Davey Boy Smith Jr. So that should be an awesome, awesome Haas fight. And then, of course, the restart is next week. Um, By the time you guys get to hear this, it'll be like three days, five days. I don't know. When do you you guys listen to this podcast? Like two, you know, you don't listen to the podcast? Oh, no. That's great. Uh, but anyway, the restart officially occurs November 18th, a Wednesday night. Um, Half have, have the uh, broadcasting platforms that MLW frequents will be pre- uh, broadcasting it that night. And the other chunk will be available later on the Saturday. And we'll see how things go there. I'm really excited because as much as I like re- reviewing reruns, you know, new content's always fun to be had as well. But, speaking of the reruns, we're going to take a look at MLW Eight Underground 18, and let's just get this show on the road. We get a opening promo by the Extreme Horseman of Simon Diamond and C.W. Anderson. Uh, Diamond will beat the Sandman tonight, whether the Sandman wants to go hardcore or just wrestle, which, knowing the Sandman, that's a horrible mistake to be making. C.W. chimes in that he respects Dr. Death Steve Williams, and that's one of the reasons... The Doctor has been targeted by the Horseman, Um, W notes that he's also been to Japan and kind of, you know, replicated the Doc's stylings, but, you know, that's not going to stop them from beating down both the parties and keeping them from getting a shot at the Tag Team Championship. Following this, we get the dulcet tones of Power Man 5000 letting us know that the show is starting in earnest. Joey Styles is in front of the banner he's plugging the Summer of Apocalypse, in which we'll see Jerry Lawler try to pick up a bounty on Terry Funk. Tonight, though we will get Jerry Lynn issuing an open challenge and the second match of the MLW tag team challenge is next. So for those of you not keeping up on the product, uh, the tag team champions, the extreme horsemen Simon diamond and CW Anderson have been feuding in various forms with Dr. Death Steve Williams after the finals of the tag team title tournament. During this process, they've injured the doctor's good protege PJ Freeman and have beaten down doc on several occasions uh, more recently, the Sandman has come to the Doctor's aid, leading to this set of challenges where if Doc and Sandman can beat the Extreme Horseman in separate singles matches, they get a shot at the World Tag Team titles. Last week, we got the first match in the series and seeing Dr. Death beat up and win the match against C.W. Anderson. And our first match of the evening will be Simon Diamond versus the Sandman. Diamond wants to start the match off with a hearty handshake. Uh, Sandman isn't going to play that game and tries to wrestle. Unfortunately, he's the Sandman, so he eats a superkick for his efforts. Uh, After some brief tussling, the Sandman dunks Diamond to the floor, and we get our standard MLW outside-of-the-ring brawling. Uh, Bouncing around, chops. Eventually, we get back into the ring with Sandman in control. Sandman set, uh, sets up Diamond onto the top rope for a Sandman Karana, uh, but before he does this, we have to, of course, have some lewd gesturing. Um, hits the Sandman Karana, uh, only gets two. Uh, C.W. Anderson pops in, hits himself a super kick real quick. Uh, that is not enough to put away the hardcore icon to count there, but this allo- this opportunity allows Diamond to kind of gather his bearings, and hit the Sandman with the gem cutter reverse DDT for the win. Uh, Very quick matchup, uh, and just lots of, you know, brawling, which falls into the Sandman's wheelhouse. Um, With this loss, officially speaking, uh, Dr. Death and the Sandman do not get to challenge for the tag team titles. Uh, We will see what happens next, and if the Sandman and Dr. Death get their revenge. We immediately cut from the match to a CM Punk promo. He, he says, everyone's wondering, what is a straight-edge match? And let's be frank, I have never heard of one either. But in the meanwhile, Punk lists off all these straight-edge values. Of no drugs, no alcohol, no promiscuous sex. He left out caffeine, though, once again. Um, but he notes he will, no matter what's going on, he's tired of playing Raven's games, and it's time for Raven to play one of his own. And at some point or another... CM Punk will end Raven. It's just a matter of when Raven wants to be ended. We get a quick jump to Da Hit Squad. They are there to make an impact, and fighting with the Samoans, they did make an impact. Uh, And the other... It has an addiction to Samoan blood. Uh, For those of you not aware, last week there was a wild brawl between the hit squad making their MLW debut and the Samoan Island Tribe, updated version 2.0. So it looks like we're going to continue this feud. We do get a Falls Count Anywhere match at the Summer Apocalypse. And we're going to wander back in time and check out Joey Styles. Uh, He really dislikes CM Punk. Thinks Punk's a prick. Um though he thinks we should get a Pepsi sponsorship out of the deal, which you know we can never you know turn down good Pepsi money as long as we don't have any ethics and morals luckily i don't have any ethics or morals, so Pepsi if you'd like to give me money to plug you, I will totally do it um though the thing i didn't care for is basically uh Styles calling everything around him low rent uh he uses this to like segue that m l w could use the money, maybe make a better banner, and whatnot. But whatever. It is what it is. And, of course, we've got to get another plug-in for the Summer Apocalypse. We will also see, as part of that show, uh, Michael Shane, the nephew of Shawn Michaels, and Francine versus G.I. Ho and Norman Smiley in a mixed tag team match. I'm sure that that will be a barn burner uh, with, you know, two real wrestlers out of there and... I don't know, I was never that high on Michael Shane anyway, but I'm all for Norman Smiley, so I'm excited for this match. Speaking of that, I never did get to see the Smiley-Raven combo, and that makes me very sad. Now i want to go dig up things on the internet to see if I can't find the Norman Smiley-Raven tag team match, just to see if it actually occurred, and if it's actually online. Anyway, I digress. Steve Carino gets to have promo time now. Uh, He notes that he is a man of his word. He said he was going to beat down Mike Awesome, and Mike Awesome was then beaten. Um, Carino is doing all he can to bring prestige to the MLW Championship, wrestling all over the world with the title, and for the title for that matter. Uh, we cut to Joey Styles, who also notes that Carino doesn't seem to want any bit of Terry Funk hiring a, hiring bounty hunters uh, to take Funk out prior to their match in September of like 2003, 2004, whatever. Um, But it really, again, brings up the fact that Jerry Lawler is coming in to pick up the bounty. Uh, So we got some old school guys going at it. Hopefully there will be branding irons and fireballs in the process. And of course, we will also get to see the Hit Squad take on the the Samoan Island Tribe. And it's now, it is time for the Samoan Island Tribe to uh, rebut to hit squad so let's cut to them so we get a bunch of Samoan yelling back and forth uh the, um Fatu uh, excuse me not Fatu uh Samu notes that he is not old and uh, well I mean he may be old but Ekmo isn't so they're not uh, some old team and anyone who wants to step to them should get ready for a beat down and they're looking at you to hit squad it is going to be quite the brawl And it looks like it is going to be time for our main event. Jerry Lynn comes out with the Sinister Minister. Prior to the match, he cuts a promo, noting that Paul London supposedly wanted a piece of Jerry Lynn. They have the one match. Paul London issues the challenge, and then Paul ducks out on him, saying that his father's sick and in the hospital, and then goes and signs with the WWE, so he can't fight Jerry Lynn at all. Um, So, because of that jerry Lynn is angry and hate-filled and wants to fight someone tonight so anyone from the back come on out now and face jerry Lynn in an open challenge that challenge is answered by homicide homicide comes out and gets uh Tries to get some quick offense in because Jerry Lynn has just cut him off as he's getting into the ring, landing punk- uh, punches and kicks. Uh, Lynn gets forced outside briefly, takes a quick breather, consults with the Sinister Minister before coming back into the ring. Um, as such, they trade some holds, kind of basically restarting the match. Hit the reset button if you will, um, but... They exchange, uh, yeah, I just lost my train of thought right in the middle of that, but luckily there's no such thing as editing, so you get to hear me totally stream of consciousness lose my place. Anyway, they trade hold. They trade hold again. Uh, very exciting action. I, Lynn, Jerry Lynn at this point can still go, hit uh, doing some of like, the minor cruiserweight uh, trade-off spots. Um but Lynn ends up taking control because they end up going outside again and hits a gnarly looking we're a wheelbarrow into the guardrail. Uh, we get a quick break. And when we come, uh, come in, Lynn is still in control inside of the ring, really working to wear down homicide, focusing on the jaw area, or at least as Jerry, uh, Joey styles tells us and hitting, hitting a tilt to world backbreaker, just kind of out of nowhere before going back into the rest holds. Um, after some time, Homicide counters a sleeper hold into a backdrop suplex, sending Jerry Lynn outside the ring to hit a topekon Hero. Uh, they has fight uh, continuing through, uh, throughout, going in and out of the ring. Uh, eventually, though, hom- Homicide goes up to the top uh, top rope. Jerry Lynn goes, uh, goes to counter, uh, and while the referee is distracted by the Sinister Minister, punches Loki in the dick and hits a powerbomb for two. Here's where things really pick up with our pinfall attempts. Uh, we get a spinning flatliner for two by Jerry Lynn, and then followed by a TKO for another two uh, two count. Uh, now we're going to go back and forth and attempt the finishers. Jerry Lynn attempts to try to tombstone pile driver that gets countered. Uh, we get to go for a cop killer that gets countered. Uh, But eventually Homicide turns everything into a big boot. But unfortunately for him, it's only two. That may have been three, ref. But that is ref bias. Anyway... Homicide goes to the top rope to hopefully finishing, finish things off, but the minister grabs a hold of Homicide's leg, giving him a brief distraction, allowing Jerry Lynn to go for a Hurricanrana, but Homicide slides through, holds the legs, and gets the three count. One, two, three, this match is over. Homicide is your winner. In a very flash finish that we didn't see coming or at least i didn't see coming i guess i can't speak for you all um but very solid match between the two um good a good showing for homicide uh, really just putting him over as a young lion for major league wrestling uh just being able to go toe-to-toe with jerry lynn and even though they note that his you know win-loss record isn't that great like he is a guy to put on a show with and uh and if you can hold your own in in one of his matches especially as a quote-unquote young lion um you know you're 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 going someplace kid uh so homicide may be the future of mlw at this point we come back to the control center with joey styles he gives us a quick summary of the match um and notes that we are going to get separate promos from the two uh post-match of course in the locker room uh jerry lynn is backstage very upset by his loss um, the Sinister Minister's getting ready to kind of, like, talk him down when Mikey Ripwreck shows up doing his Mikey Ripwreck thing and singing Don't Worry, Be Evil to the tune, of course, of Don't Worry, Be Happy. And everything just kind of comes to a stop. Minister notes that Mikey may be on to something, and they all has good laugh. And don't we all love a good laugh? And, we, you know, we must always re- also remember Don't Worry, Be Evil. We cut to Homicide, and he notes that he is the toughest man in MLW. Junior heavyweight, heavyweight, doesn't matter. And if forced to, he will beat Jerry Lynn again, because this is The Homicide Show. We cut to Bill Alfonso and Sabu. Sabu is going to spike Christopher Daniels in the eye and finish the job. We cut to Joey Styles, uh, notes the feud between Joey Styles and Christopher Daniels, in which Sabu attempted to uh, stab Daniels in the eye with a spike. They will have a spike match at Summer Apocalypse, and it looks like Sabu is going to try to finish the job there. We also get word that Raven has accepted CM Punk's challenge to a straight edge match, whatever that may be, so we will hopefully find that out soon enough. But first, we get word that there are doings in the ring, so let's go back ringside you <laughs> We cut to the ring, and we see the Doc and Sandman brawling with all three members of the Extreme Horsemen. Uh, they are having a, bra- a big old brawl when Joey Styles notes that uh, this is an impromptu challenge by Doc and Sandman. Uh, they are willing to put their MLW careers on the line to get a title shot against the Extreme Horsemen. Uh, tag team titles, that is. Um, brawl itself doesn't last long. We get a quick spinebuster on Dr. Death, and then a triple superkick on the Sandman. Uh, but before the horseman can capitalize, a wild Terry Funk appears. Uh, Funk comes out and cleans house, at least the best he can. Uh, gets rolled out of the way, but before he does, he takes out. Uh, Simon Diamond allowing the Sandman to hit a top rope senton for the three count. So it looks like we are going to get a tag team title match between the Extreme Horseman and Simon, or excuse me, the Extreme Horseman and Dr. Death and the Sandman. There are too many similar sounding things in there when we start saying like Simon and Sandman and Doc and Clock and other things that have nothing to do with what I was talking about. Um, But anyway, quick kind of throw away brawl i mean if you like brawls there it is it, it was a good one uh didn't last terribly long if you uh, but otherwise it really didn't add a whole lot outside of kind of pushing the narrative between dr death sandman and the extreme horseman so it looks like we will has tag team ch- title match probably at the summer apocalypse since that's the seems to be the big thing they are plugging um anyway that is our show for this week uh just kind of all over the place uh match wise uh though i will say that the sandman versus or excuse me jerry lynn versus the uh, homicide was a very good match and though sandman simon diamond was nothing to sneeze at as well i mean uh, it it delivered as much as it was kind of expected for the two folk uh but the match of the night of course is the well, quasi main event or at least the marquee match of Homicide versus Lynn, just because they kinda you know, they fly, they brawl, they do it all, if you know what I mean. And of course, you know, Jerry Lynn is almost physically capable of having a bad match. And depending on his mood, you know Homicide's a very good wrestler in and of himself. Um, and just kind of showing why at this point he is considered a young line of major league wrestling. But anyway, that is our show for the week, MLW Underground 18. Hope you all enjoyed me babbling on incoherently and losing my train of thought. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Please stay tuned for my cheap plugs. Help me keep my financial stream coming in and maybe allow me to, you know, not have a shoot job as as well. But thank you all for listening again. And I will check you out next week with live stuff, hopefully. We will see. If not, yeah, you know, we'll just do another underground. Assuming there's going to be another underground next week. I oh, don't know. Surprises. 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 Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Hey, all. Thanks for sticking out until the end. This is the part where I go over my cheap plugs. So if you like this show and you want to see it succeed, the best way to support is to like, listen, and subscribe. And tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook at MLW Confusion. No hyphens, unlike the actual show title. And if you're more interested in my random reverence that don't have anything to do with MLW or its programs, you can check out my social media pages uh, at Twitter and Instagram at TheNovaOfCas. Of course, you can also support monetarily by going to patreon.com Casanova. And it's spelled wrong, of course. It's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, whereas for as little as $1 per month, you get access to the podcast two days early and ad-free, plus other assorted weekly goodies. And of course, better rewards come from higher pledges. So be like Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Froggy's WoW, and lend your support. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there are advertising opportunities available to you. Just slide into my DMs for details. Thanks everyone, and I'll see you all next week.